God. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, we lift up uh, all the people associated with the, the shooting in Las Vegas, the people who were killed, the people who were injured, all the people who were at the concert that were traumatized, uh, the first responders, their families. So we just pray you comfort them. Um, uh, and Lord, that what the devil means for evil, we pray you turn into something good that people would turn to you. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you move in all the campuses, if you can take out of your bulletin your lesson plan. It's a white piece of paper with black ink. Why does it got to be a white piece of paper? Why does it got black ink? I don't know. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Um, if you turn to the front where it says Kingdom Warrior, at the top it should say, may I speak life to you. If you see that, say amen. And so what we're going to do, we've been doing this the last couple of weeks, we'll do it every week, is I want to encourage you to find somebody that you do not know and that does not look like you as far as complexion. And I want you to ask them permission that you would speak life over them and that you read that verse to them and then read that declaration to them. You don't need to see anything more if you're kind of a shy person. Uh, it'll be okay, and you don't need to say anything more than that, but if you want, you can. And you're going to speak life and encourage them. Amen? And then I'm going to ask you how it went after. So you got 45 seconds. Find someone who you don't know and just speak life to them, if you will. Thank you. Lord, thank you so much for the ministry that's happening. Thank you so much for all these kingdom warriors blessing each other. I pray you stir our hearts and encourage us to do this every day at our jobs, at our school, at the mall. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen. By a show of hands, how many of you met somebody you did not know? Oh, good. How many of you were blessed by doing it? How many of you were blessed by receiving it? You could do it every, you know what, it's way better than gossip. Can I get amen? amen? And so let me encourage you when you walk out of here, don't lose that piece of paper. Go to work and do, go up to your boss and say, boss, can I speak something to you? And before he says anything or she says anything to you, say blah, 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 blah and then run back to your office and, and pray. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's see your Bibles. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. One more time, say word. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. A spirit of division is flowing through our country. And uh, that is not from God. God is a spirit of unity. He prayed that we would, Jesus prayed that we would all be one in John 17. So we are practicing that in here and we got to take it out to the streets. Can I get amen? Amen. Um, there is a stat, a statistic that says 
one point, this is, bi- this is a Bible Belt statistic. The Bible Belt is in the south, uh, uh, southeast where people go to church as their culture. That is, n- people do not go to church as part of their culture in California. It's kind of opposite of culture. You go to church? Well, what's a Christian? Never seen the Bible. Okay, in the Bible Belt, it's a complete opposite. They go to church, they give, they, that's just part of how they were raised. And in the Bible Belt, people go to church 1.8 times a month. Can you imagine what it is here? You know. I'm not going to ask you how many times y'all been, how many, how many times y'all been. Uh, but what I've noticed, and there's no empirical data to this, so we haven't had a clicker here, but a high percentage of you come after the service starts. Like this service starts at 10, and we have, we have a service at 10, we have a service at 12, and we have a service at 6 and 8, and a large percentage of people come after. Now I know there's traffic, whatever, so compensate. Okay, if you show up at 8, 10, 12, or 6, and you expect to park and walk in in a minute, that's not realistic. Okay, and part of the reason, again, it's my opinion, that people come, there's many reasons people come late, sometimes stuff happens, but I'm just home on a regular basis because the, the, the singing part is not that critical. I, I don't need that part. I just want to get to the message part because I want to be, I want to feel good and go home and feel good. Because you're not understanding what the singing part is. It's called worship. Let me say worship. Wor- worship is a response of respect when the character of God is revealed. Worship happens when you realize something about God and you respond respectfully. Singing is only one part of that. And by the way, you're not going to worship at work. You're not going to worship at school. You're not going to worship at Starbucks. This is the place we're going to worship. That's what we're going to do in heaven. It's very critical. As a kingdom warrior, a kingdom warrior is a warrior who worships God. And so we're going to talk about as our last message of this series. And by the way, this series has been a couple of months. It's, been, it's impacted my life. I don't know if it's impacted your life. It's been a blessing to me. We're going to continue it over the next couple of years with different series based on this series. But today I want to talk about worship. And what we're going to talk about today is the foundation of everything we've ever talked about. Is having a heart that understands how to worship God as a kingdom warrior that comes on time. Let me encourage you. Come on time. Uh, especially if you're from a younger generation, on time is not as a, a big deal as old as older people. But God is always on time. God is never late. He wants us to be on time. So if it starts at eight o'clock, come at seven fifty-nine. If it starts at ten o'clock, come at nine fifty-nine. Comes at twelve o'clock, come at eleven fifty-nine. If it comes at six o'clock, come five fifty-nine in your seat. Well, his cars will come early. Well, I got to make my coffee. Get up earlier. It's all a choice. It's all a choice. Amen. Can I get amen? Amen. Okay. So let's, let's, let's review. Now we're going to review our Kingdom Warrior Prayer. If you have not been here, uh, we've been doing this series for two months or three months. Or I can't remember how long. And we have a prayer that kind of outlines what a Kingdom Warrior is. And, and we'll do a quiz throughout it to review it, to catch all up. And then we'll do the message. Okay. Everyone, everyone gonna, everybody ready? We're going to read out loud. Everyone put your booty back in your seat. It's, a, it's the same thing as saying sit up straight. Okay. Everybody's booty back. Say amen if your booty's back. Okay, okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Heavenly Father, as a kingdom warrior, my desire is to demonstrate the kingdom of God with my life, destroying the works of the devil. In the spiritual world, how many kingdoms are there? Two. How many kingdoms are there? Two. Kingdom of? Five. Kingdom of? Yeah. A kingdom warrior does what? Yeah. Say this again. Say declare, declare the kingdom of God and demonstrate. Say demonstrate. Yeah. Say demonstrate yeah. the kingdom of God and does what to the works of the devil? Does work to the works of the devil. 
You just read it. Remember, remember a, a warrior is a trained, disciplined, persistent, passionate, strong, determined. Fire. Say it again. Fire. Say it again. Fire. You are a fighter. The devil is going to come against you. All right, let me correct that. The devil is coming against you. He's not going to. He is going to day and night. And life is hard and discouraging and you have to fight. If you're getting up, oh, I'm having a bad day, so now I get a, it's my excuse to quit. No, 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 you got to fight. That's why it's a warrior. It's not just a church goer. You're a warrior, okay. You're going to destroy the works of the devil. You're going to declare the goodness of God. You're going to demonstrate the goodness of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Keep reading. As a, as a kingdom warrior, come with me. I must have a clear understanding of my identity in Christ. Say it. My identity will dictate the authority and power you have given me. As a kingdom warrior, I cannot fulfill my mission without the Spirit of God moving through my life. Therefore, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to fill me with a powerful anointing, fall upon me and equip me for the battle of a warrior. Let me, say, let me tell you something. Uh, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Can I get amen? amen. I'm not your teacher. I'm going to say some stuff and it may resonate mentally and great. The Holy Spirit's going to affirm it, hopefully, but he's also going to add to it in your heart. Stuff that I'm not going to say about your life, your relationship, your secrets. It's the Holy Spirit. We always got to depend on the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's keep going. One, two, three. As a kingdom warrior, I must have a renewed mind in order to take every thought captive, dwelling only on the thoughts that are acceptable to you. As a kingdom warrior, I will create an atmosphere of faith by speaking life to everyone I meet. All of y'all just spoke life to each other. All of y'all, I shouldn't say all of you, it looked like 90-something percent of you said you met somebody you didn't know and you were blessed by speaking to them and blessed by, by receiving from them. You can do that every day. Next time, you, next time you are in a gossip conversation, a tear someone down conversation, pause and say, Spirit of God, should I be in this conversation? And Spirit of God's going to say, no. He may tell you to walk away. He may tell you to change the subject. He may tell you to confront the people, depend on the situation. But no, speak life. Speak life. Okay, let's keep going. One, two, three. As a kingdom warrior, I will review every situation from your perspective, focusing only, only on what you are doing more than what Satan is doing. Did I say only, only twice? Just make sure you're listening. <laughs> As a kingdom warrior, my hands must carry the powerful anointing of God that breaks the spiritual chains on people's lives. Last week, we prayed for healing. We had hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of people healed. We actually had them stand up in all the services saying, I've been healed, I've been healed. And who did it? The Spirit of God through you. I didn't pray for y'all. Y'all pray for each other if you weren't here. You have that in the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Let's give, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is being tempted by the devil. And as he's being tempted by the devil, the devil says this to him in verse 8. The devil says, he took him up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. The devil wants your worship. And Jesus said, away with you, Satan, for I will worship God and God will worship only. Only worship God. There are two kingdoms in the, in the spiritual world, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil. A kingdom warrior has made a predetermined decision 
that we are only going to worship God no matter what our circumstances are, no matter how much, how much stress you have in your life, no matter what you're seeing, you're going to worship God and all day long the devil is going to attack you and try to get you to respond out of respect to his fear. He's going to try to get you to respond out of respect to his threats. His promises for money, his promises for power. And how do you respond out of respect to him? By disobeying God and obeying him. When he tells you, if you lie, you can get some more money. And you respond and, act, and you worship Satan by lying. You worship Satan by watching pornography as your sexual pleasure instead of doing it God's way. And every time the devil tempts you, he's trying to get you to worship him by responding out of respect to his advice, his challenges, his threats, his false promises, because he can't deliver what he really promises to deliver you. He promises to bless you, but his desire is to enslave you. And you know by all the enslavement we, we've all experienced in our life and all the pain. Kingdom warriors say, I am only going to worship God. I'm only going to focus on his promises and his truth, and I'm only going to respond to that and not the threats of the devil. My eyes are going to focus on what God is doing, not what the devil is threatening to do. Many people walk around with fear. You're driving down the street, fear will come on you, anxiety will come on you, and you don't know what it is, but you respond to it by worrying, by, by working frantically, by, 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 by being angry and, and short with people, and you're, and you're acting in response to the threat instead of saying, what does God say? Matter of fact, turn to John chapter 4, verse 32. John chapter 4, verse 23. John 4, 23. It says, the hour is coming, verse 23, John 4, 23. If you were in Matthew, just three books towards the back. Please don't go back to Genesis. Uh, it's like driving to Tijuana to try to get to L.A. You're just going to kind of go in a long way, okay? <laughs> three people got that. It says, the hour is coming, verse 23, the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Everyone say spirit. spirit. Everyone say spirit. spirit. Say truth. truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. When you come to church or you get up in the morning and you feel like, okay, I'm supposed to read my Bible and pray. And you have in your head... All these worries, I got to pay my rent, I got to deal with this boyfriend, this girlfriend, this husband, wife, I got to deal with, you know, uh, my career, I got to test. And you have all these cares of the world drowning out, drowning in your brain with concerns. And you want to worship God. And the devil says, I want you to focus on the drama. I want you to focus on the facts. And by the way, the devil will tell you those things are factual. You need money for your rent tomorrow. That's a fact. Your boyfriend, girlfriend just left you. That's a fact. Your heart is broken. That's a fact. And you have to distinguish between fact and what is true versus truth. Are you following me? In other words, it's a fact that I don't have any money, but the truth is that God owns cattle on a thousand hills and there's all the resources in the world available to me. It's a fact that my heart is broken, but it's also truth that God will never leave me or forsake me and will love me to the end of the age. You have to distinguish between the fact and the truth. By the way, when you get saved, when you get saved, if you haven't seen this chocolate milk uh, illustration, I hope it blesses you. This is you before you get saved. When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit, and, and the Holy Spirit is, is represented by this chocolate milk. There is nothing implied by the colors of the white milk and the black chocolate. Uh, that's just what it is. 
Okay, that's in your mind, but I just want to call that out because I know the devil's probably saying, yeah, why is, it, why is the milk white? <laughs> God made the milk white. Why is the chocolate black? I don't know, they made the chocolate black. But we got a third color coming. So when you get saved, <laughs> when you get saved, and that don't mean anything either. But when you get saved, when you get saved, stop tripping. When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit? It's not a trick question. When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit? Yes. Uh, say it loud. Say it loud. When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit? Yes. So why are you still tripping in your head? Why are you still burdened? Because the Holy Spirit hasn't baptized your soul. In other words, the cares of the world, your, your soul is your mind, your emotions, your will, your conscience, your personality. And positionally, you are saved, but you still walk around thinking about old things. You still identify yourself as the old you, the you that God forgave. The God, God said, I remember those sins no more. That's why the Bible talks about another baptism where Jesus says, you wait, disciples. You are saved, but I want you to wait till you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That's when the Holy Spirit that's in you starts to permeate your life and does that. Can you all see that, chocolate? Can you all see that? Can you all see it? Yes or no? Do I need to put more chocolate in there or can you see the color change? Can you see the color change? Say yes or no. Very good. So, so what happens is when the Holy Spirit dictates your worship and when you walk into church and you're worried about this, worried about this, and the Holy Spirit says, stop. You're a chocolate man now. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was some agenda to that. I knew there was some agenda. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about that next year. But, uh, uh, and so the Bible says that those who worship God worship in spirit and truth. What's the truth? The truth is the word of God. It's not the cares of the world. And the devil's constantly warring with you, wanting you to worship him and acknowledge him and structure your life around the worries and cares of the world instead of structuring your life around the truth of God's word. And you need the Holy Spirit to reveal those truths to you. You need the Holy Spirit to inspire you. You need the Holy Spirit to flow through you. And when you come in here and sing, we're not just singing to, to sound good because, frankly, a lot of us don't sound good. Can I get an amen? amen? I can't sing. I used to be a singer in a band, by the way. I used to be the lead singer, and I couldn't sing. But I was the lead singer. It was horrible. That's why I'm not a lead singer anymore. But when you sing, you are declaring truth that can actually contradict your reality because your reality is, is based on facts, not truth. By the way, facts, that will change. I used to be addicted to cocaine. That's a true statement. But at, and at the time, I was addicted to cocaine, but that was not my truth. I used to be smoke weed every day. That was not my truth. It was a fact at that time. I used to mess around all these That was a, a fact at that time. But the truth was God had a plan for me, and the trajectory of my life was going somewhere else. So I was worshiping God based on God's promise. As a kingdom warrior, you must worship in, in spirit and in truth. Holy Spirit, reveal God's truth as it pertains to my life. This is why we have life class. You go to life class to find out who you are. Every Sunday at 2 o'clock, we have life class where you can find out who you are, how God designed you, and where you can serve in ministry, where you can be most fulfilled. We have our groups, which are accountability groups where you can get in a group, uh, in a home, a Starbucks, wherever, and have people in your life that can speak truth into your life. Instead of hearing garbage all day from people who have no clue about this. 
This is, this is what a warrior is. Lord, I want to worship you and respond in a way that is worthy of your respect, worthy of your character, your holiness, your faithful promises. This is a warrior. Not just come to church and say, Jesus, to every single day you are going out doing the work of the ministry. Can I get an amen? Number two, number two in your notes. Yes. Kingdom warriors worship by their generosity. Kingdom warriors worship by their generosity. Matthew 6, 19 says, do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust and destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there what? It's your heart. If a thief came into your house and took all your treasures, your money, your jewelry, your house, your, the things you love, you would expect nothing in return for that. You would just hope to get it back. Many people, when it comes time to give in the church, they think, maybe not consciously, subconsciously, that they're giving to a thief. And what I mean by that is that God's not going to, I'm not getting anything for this. It's a loss to me. I want to encourage you, and now I encourage you, correct your thinking. You should, when you give, and by the way, the Bible calls it sowing a seed or planting a seed. When a farmer plants a seed or sows a seed, same thing, in the ground, that farmer expects that seed to grow up and bear fruit. Can I get an amen? When you give and invest in the kingdom of God, you should expect a return. Think about this. God doesn't want you praying and expecting nothing to happen. God doesn't want you giving your life to him and expecting nothing to happen. He doesn't want you being obedient and expect nothing to happen. He promises you that if you honor him, he will honor you. The Bible says in Malachi that he says if you tithe, he says, I, he says test me. I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing on you. And I say, well, isn't that the wrong motivation? Maybe only if you're doing it to spend it on your selfish desire. But I mock God if I say, God, I'm not going to expect anything. I am so self-righteous. I am even going to deny your very word and your very promises. I'm doing this. I don't care. He says, wait a minute. I want to bless you so you can be a blessing to other people. And so, Lord, I'm going to give my life to you, but I'm not expecting any blessings in my life. By the way, I'm going to pray, and I'm not expecting any answers. No, you should expect an answer. We have to work in, live and walk in expectation. The reason that we changed the, 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 and changed the offering to be the middle of service because we wanted to be right in the middle of worship. Because where your treasure is, your heart is. We need to give as an act of worship. When you tithe or give an offering, you are saying, God, I am giving this to you because I am acknowledging that it came from you in the first place. And I am also acknowledging I'm giving you first because I trust that you will make up and more so whatever you want. And by the way, I'm also trusting that when I give with my heart being a heart of worship, and when I give as an act of worship, and when I give as a response to your holiness, your faithfulness, that you resource me in the beginning anyway. It doesn't belong to me anyway. I am acknowledging that and I'm trusting that however you respond, I'm good. I'm going to say that one more time. However you respond, I'm good. 
If you give me more money, I'm good. If you don't give me more money, if you just give me a smile and a pat on the back, I'm good. Because my heart is doing it out of an act of worship. But if you have an act of I'm trying to get, yes, but I'm just giving worship. A kingdom warrior says, it's all mine. You never want to get to where you're doing this. Watch this. That's mine. Once you start doing that, your heart ain't right. But if you say, God, it's all yours anyway. This body right here is all yours. You have to honor God with your body. You know, the most productive years of your life, I heard, between 55 and 75 or something like that. Because you spend 40 years of your life trying to figure out what your name is. <laughs> now, for real, you spend so much of your life trying to figure out, well, you know, what am I good at? What am I called to do? Can I get an amen for all the people who are older? Can I get an amen? I mean, and some of these people who are older will tell us, tell you, I still haven't figured it out. I mean, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. But my point is that then when, you get to, then when you get to 55 and 65, you're talking about retirement. God says, retirement? I'm just getting started with you, fool. I spent all this time trying to get you right, and now you're going to retire. Moses was 80. My mom's 80 years old. My mom is 80. And, and, and my, mom, my mom is 80, right? And my mom has cancer. I appreciate y'all praying for my mom. She has cancer, and, and, and she's walking with a walker. Moses was 80 when his ministry started. His ministry started at 80. In our culture, in our culture, well, I worked, I'm 55, I'm 65, then I retired. That's not the Bible. God says, you on, you're on, as long as you have breath, you are my warrior. As long as you have breath, what are you going to do? Can you imagine me retiring? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go back. I ain't going to lead no one to the law. I'm not going to share my faith. Just go back and sit around and do nothing. Are you cray-cray? That is like insane. I may not do this, but you are on call. And why, why did I bring it up? Because this right here, can you imagine... Can you imagine having 10 more years to your life because you took care of your body when you were young? 10 more years of exponential efficiency. Because we used to have, a, you know, we, we we're seeing 1,000 people a day get saved online right now. 1,000 people a day. We'd have to take a year to plan an event to get 1,000 people saved. So when you give to God, Lord, I'm going to say... Put up on the screen uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 9. I want to read this verse to you. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows or plants, he will reap or harvest. For he who sows or plants to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. In other words, if I'm giving because I want to get so I can spend it on my selfish desires, I'm not going to reap anything good. If that's your motivation, yeah, that's the wrong motivation. Don't do it for that reason. But he who plants or invests or sows to the spirit will reap of the spirit everlasting life. So in other words, if I'm giving because the Holy Spirit, <laughs> chocolate, has inspired me to give. And by the way, a tithe is a 10%. That's just a, a, a give a starter kit. That don't mean you stop there. It's like, God, what else do you want me to do? You want me to get more than that? And if the Spirit of God directs you, so you do. Trusting the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. And trusting the Spirit of God is going to take care of you. That's a warrior. It's not walking mechanically. I went to church my 1.8 times. I said, Jesus, Jesus, 1.8 times. So now I don't have to go to church. Forget that. I'm on fire. I got to fight. I got to fight every day because I'm in a battle every day. And that's what God's looking for. Now people just sit around and just, oh, okay, stone face, I'm good. Y'all awake? 
I'm sweating up in here. <laughs> Come on now. When I'm spitting on myself, I know I'm getting all good. When, when, something, when something said that you go, yeah, that, that, that's pretty good, you can say amen. You know what I'm saying? You can go hallelujah. You can say, say it again, brother. You can say, you can say stuff, okay? Are y'all following me? <laughs> number three, number three. Thank you, thank you. Number three, number three. Kingdom worship, kingdom warriors worship by their obedience. Um, for all y'all who, are, how many of y'all are married? Say amen. amen. How many of y'all are um, single? Say amen. amen. Okay. <laughs> how many of y'all wish y'all were single? <laughs> I had a dream last night, and, and my wife, I was, I was hanging on a cliff, and and I was yelling to my wife to save me, and she was scared to come to the edge of the cliff. And I was yelling at her saying, I'm going to curse. I was, you know, in dreams, you just kind of go out just out of yourself. And I'm like, I'm going to say a bad word. You better come over here. And I was yelling and yelling. And I was so mad. And then I woke up in the morning and said, you, I was so mad at you. And I told her the whole thing. And I was just getting all boiled up at breakfast. Today. <laughs> you know that love has nothing to do with your feeling? For all of y'all who are younger and you're not married yet, uh, whether you're married or not, you loving somebody has nothing to do with your feeling. In other words, you're not going to always feel it. You're just not. Doesn't mean you don't love. You know, God says, um, I want you to obey me no matter what you feel. I want you to obey me no matter what you think is going to happen. I want to obey whether you like it or not. That is a kingdom warrior. Look what it says, John, John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Boom. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make a home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. I cannot tell you how often and how regular I talk to people and they'll tell me all about their life that's all jacked up and the stuff they're doing. And then they'll say, but I love God. And I'm saying, no, you don't. No, you don't. I know you want to love God. I know you, you want to feel that. And, you, and, you, and I know it's, you, you think it's a good idea. But your life is in complete contradiction to what Jesus said. I know you probably think God is good and God is faithful and God is holy and all that stuff. But your life is in complete contradiction to what he said. And so when you, when you are, and by the way, do we all mess up? Absolutely. I'm talking about people who are just willfully going against the grain, rewriting the book. Here's how I do it. I don't have to obey those things, but God knows my heart. That's the problem. He knows your heart. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so a kingdom warrior gets up every day and says, everyone, everyone if, you can, if you can, all the campus, just sit, sit in your seat and lean forward a little bit. Put your uh, hips back and lean forward a little bit. I don't know what fires you up. My, my, my word for the last few days was fight. Everyone say fight. I've been dealing with stuff and, God, and, and I was discouraged and, and, and I woke up two days ago and God said, fool, will you just fight? I was like, all right, I'm fighting. I, I got up like mad. And I, I, don't, I don't know what gets you in fight mode, whether it's, whether it's watching football or whether it's watching football or whether it's watching football. 
<laughs> Can I get an amen? But, but he's like, the devil is punking you. The devil's punking you. And when you disobey me, bad things happen. Because when you disobey me, the God's telling you, you're obeying the devil. And the devil is a liar and a thief and a destroyer. But a warrior says, I am going to fight against the urge and the desires to do my thing. I'm going to do what the Bible says. And hey, Bible watch this. And and if this is your church, I'm going to come on time. If this is your church, I'm going to come every week. This is your church, I'm going to get in small, our group, I'm going to go to life class, I'm going to give, and I'm going to get involved. I'm not just going to check the box. Because the, the devil's destroying the world, and this is the only hope of the world. So make up your mind whether you're going to be a kingdom warrior or just some nominal Christian in culture. Because that's not what Jesus is all about. Amen. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Lord, we, we need to, we need to stand, step up. The devil is shamefully destroying our country right in front of us. He's turning us against each other just because of the way we look. And you deserve better than that. You've given us enough love. You've given us enough patience. You've given us enough vision. We don't need more information. Spirit of God, I pray you move on people. I pray in all the campuses, there's some of you out there, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You've never surrendered your life to him. You've never asked him to be your savior. So in a minute, we're going to give you that. There's some of you in here, uh, you just need to obey. You need to say, I need to obey. I've written my own rules. I've been doing it my own way. And I got a verse here, a verse there to justify my own way, but I'm not really looking at the whole counsel of God. I need to be accountable. I'm going to pray one prayer for both those groups, those who just want to recommit to obey, obedience and all those who want to give their life to Jesus Christ for the first time. Spirit of God, I pray you speak to people. I thank you for your fire today. I thank you for jacking me up this morning. Thank you for jacking me up last night. If you want to surrender your life to him for salvation or recommit him, I just want you to pray this prayer. It's not complicated. It's real simple. It goes like this. In the privacy of your heart, just pray, dear God, I need you. I'm a sinner, like everybody else. The penalty of my sin is death. But I believe Jesus loves me, has a better plan for my life than me. I surrender my life to Jesus. I submit my life to Jesus. Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want to be a warrior. I don't want to mess around anymore. Thank you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand up in all the campuses. Someone's going to be there with you. If you're in a microsite, someone's going to be there for you. Don't listen to the liar, the devil, tell you you don't need to stand. It's between you and yourself. No, this is a public thing. God wants us to walk in public. So if you prayed that prayer for whatever reason, I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. One, if you want someone to stand with you, someone who came with you, I just want you to grab their hand, put your arm in their hand on their shoulder and squeeze it. 
And by, by doing that, you are asking them to stand with you. So if you pray, I'm going to count to three. I want you to stand. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Amen. Stand to your feet. Amen. Amen. Stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to ask all the people in a minute, we're going to ask you if you're standing, we're going to ask you to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you have to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. The rest of y'all, you don't need to go anywhere. We need to celebrate. Amen. So if you're standing up, come out of your seat and come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just stay right there and face me. God bless you. Come, darling. Come. God bless you. Stay right there. How are you? God bless you. 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 Hey, God bless you, sir. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. 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 Come on, let's give him a hand. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. God bless you. That's okay. God bless you. God bless you. Come, come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen! Amen! God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. My, uh, my, you, you may be seated. My daughter has a nickname for me. It's, it's Beast. Because <laughs> the Beast, she calls it the Beast. And, uh, and I call my grandson Baby Beast. Um, and I'm the beast for two reasons. One, I eat constantly uh, everything. You know, I just like to eat and crunch. I have dinner and then I eat chips. I love this crunch. And I'm loud. God made me loud for this. Amen. To jack you up. Amen. Uh, God loves every single one of you, and he has a plan for you better than you do. Uh, we just have to obey him. Every sin in your life is an act of worship to the devil. And every single day, if you stay in contact with the Spirit of God, how do you do that? Talk to him. When you get up, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge your presence. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, I'm going to read the book. I'm going to read the Bible. Speak to me. Holy Spirit, I'm in an argument, getting ready to get into an argument. Speak to me. Empower me. That's how you do it. You have to view the Holy Spirit as a person because we were made in the image of God, not that God made in our image. He's a person. He has a personality. He can speak to you, encourage you. You can grieve him and disappoint him. He can give you joy, power. He raised Jesus from the dead. This is the Spirit, and we're going to do a whole series on the Holy Spirit. But for now, you just talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, and you will sense his presence. And he will convict you and say, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't watch that show. There's music that you're listening to that is worship to the devil. Think about the words you're singing over in your head that are contradictory, this word. You're not going to ever sing a song, Satan, I worship you, Satan, I worship you. No, no, he's just going to worship all the things he's promising you. He's so smart. 
That's why you have to consume yourself with the Spirit of God and stir up the gift, which is the Spirit of God in you, and say, continue to speak to me and transform my mind. That's a warrior. You know how long the Navy SEALs train before they could be a SEAL? It's like two years. They don't go to some two-day class. They train and, well, they train their whole life. But it's like over a year, just start. Why? Because it's so difficult. It's no joke. And they have no, no uh, uh, doubt that that guy got his back. No doubt. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Can I get an amen? But we need to be, we need to be, we need to be here for each other. And not just kind of casually come. We need to be here for each other and supporting each other. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Peace. Okay. Let me pray for them. Lord, we just pray for all these people. We pray you bless them. We pray you encourage them. Lord, we pray. Stir our hearts. Fight this church up. I'm tired of the devil. You got to fight. Stop letting him poke you. In Jesus' name. Turn, make a, take a right turn and come this way. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Have a seat. The service isn't over yet. We just had a couple quick reminders. But first of all, you guys, this, this Friday night, I, I know that there's a lot of us going around with burdens. But I also know that worshiping the Lord can cause those burdens to fall off of you. Worshiping the Lord can break chains. And I just want you guys with your R groups, with your family, come Friday night the floodgate. You're going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit here. You're going to experience worshiping with the Lord. You're going to experience a time, you know what, just for us to just let it all go and fall before our knees, before the King of Kings, worshiping God. It's going to be packed here. Come early. Bring a friend. Bring an enemy. Bring anybody. Right? Come and be blessed. Don't miss out. Trust me, don't miss out this Friday night on Floodgate. It's going to be fantastic. We have our live class today at 2 o'clock. Don't miss that. If you haven't signed up, just show up at 1.30. We'll take care of you. Prayer every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. We have our pastoral support team that would love, that would love to connect with you guys here. And don't forget, Tori will be here next week. Come, come early. It's going to be fantastic. May God richly bless you guys and have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you next week.